0: change the world, your choice one one mic, mic one voice. voice you can change the world, your choice one, one mic one voice welcome to the one mic one voice show building the collective conscious A show that's created to give space where your voice ideas and informed opinions can be heard appreciated and debated i am michael eric owens oh man it feels good to be back on the microphone. I got a few things to say. Uh, Hope you have some things that you can contribute. Thank you, Arthur, for the initial uh, shout out for the topic. Uh, Very excited. Um, These are exciting times, whether you look at them in a positive or negative way. These are very exciting times. So today. I mean, we had. uh, Wow crazy crazy week um, with the trial of Derek chauvin and the uh, verdict and uh, I I it, you know it's it's a re- a really weird space to be in because um, while one wants to celebrate you know you you have to take a step back and and really kind of Introspectively, look at why. Why is there need for celebration? So, the Derek Chauvin verdict. The verdict. Where do we go from here? And I, I propose some, just a few questions. How do we respond to the verdict? Is this a time of victory? Time for victory and celebration. Has policing changed in America? Do you feel safer? Where do we go from here? So what was the response? The response in a lot of places was jubilation. Uh, A sort of, um, you know, relief in the minds and the hearts of a lot of people. Um... There was a sense of, for some, I think, a sense of finally this has happened. Justice has come to uh, black and brown people. And this renewal of, I think, energy toward uh, seeing similar outcomes in the future so is it is it first off is it is it right to have this sense of uh, you know jubilation this sense of we have arrived uh, at this moment when um, when I'm going to break down what it took to get accountability I believe we have to distinguish between justice. And accountability. And I've been encouraged because some of the dialogue, normally the pundits and, 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 and those who have the bully pulpits miss, they miss so much of the dynamics of what happens and how this plays out in the larger culture. But I was encouraged to, to, to hear some of these um, folks really uh, responding in a more kind of, critical way especially when it came to what justice means versus accountability justice is 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 you know it's it i think when when we talk about getting justice it's it's got to be in a larger kind of prism through which we look it has to be that these things don't don't happen anymore right that Because justice means that we're being treated fairly and equally uh, under the law and we're protected by the law. So I think this is an accountability situation where a person was held accountable for their actions. But we shouldn't marvel at this. I mean, we shouldn't get beside ourselves in such so much joy simply because a person is being held accountable. This is what should normally happen. That just, just tells you how dysfunctional and abnormal our society has been. Throughout the, throughout the history of this country, it is laced with injustices and people um, getting off for murdering black and brown people, all white juries, and black people not even being able to testify against a white person—that's part of our history, and so we have this 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 history of repeated offenses of injustices against black people, and uh, what should normally have happened all those other times happened in this instance, and for some, it's it seems like we've won something. We've achieved something. How can you win what's already granted to you? As citizens, we have equal protection of the law. Of citizens, we're supposed to be tried by a group of our peers. We're supposed to be represented properly. We're supposed to be innocent to proven guilty. That's what should happen to a citizen. So it further identifies the fact of how we are not seen and I think treated as citizens in this country when we, are, when we are so overjoyed that finally something happened that should normally happen in this situation. But it happened for a black man. That tells you how skewed our view is of equality in this country now i'm not going to criticize those who celebrate those who were excited i'm not going to be critical of that but i think we have to analyze this situation with a much much broader scope because um, i wouldn't say this was a victory And I wouldn't say it's a time for celebration. I say we should be pleased that what happened happened because we know it should have happened. We all saw it with our own eyes. There was no doubt. There was no doubt that he murdered Brother George. No doubt. But what did it take to get this verdict? Now, this is where, this is what, When I I point this out to you, I I want you to think about what is the odds of this happening again? Let's look at what it took to get accountability. Let's, Let's look at what it took. It took multiple cell phone video, multiple eyewitnesses. It took seasoned and expert Prosecutors, a team. When I counted, was like twelve or thirteen of them. They called thirty-eight witnesses. It took a world-renowned pulmonologist. It also took police testifying against a former. This is what's key: a former officer. It took a prosecution team that clearly outgunned the defense dude had one lawyer i don't know if you if you if you noticed that if you watched the trial dude had one lawyer and they were stacked with the with with the power and the money of the state behind them again multiple cell phone video from multiple angles time stamps a body cam video eyewitnesses seasoned prosecutors 38 witnesses, the renowned pulmonologists, police testifying against a former officer. They were outgunned. And a few more. They had a diverse jury. They had a a nice representation. Also, two key factors. Remember I asked you, how, 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 How likely is is this to occur again? We had a world outcry. People were putting up murals in Pakistan and and all over of George Floyd. We had people marching all over the, the, the world. Why? The main reason this happened, folks. Folks might not tell you this. Some may disagree with me. But the main reason was a pandemic. We seen Michael Brown get choked out. Okay. I mean shot. We seen we seen uh uh Eric Gardner get choked out. We seen uh Walter Scott get shot in the back. We've we've seen the Sandra Bland video. We've seen video um McQuan McDonald. In Chicago, get shot. We've seen the video, so this is not the first time. This was the longest that we've seen, in the most grotesque that we've seen, the most eh, I wouldn't eh, pretty violent. Uh, Sixteen shots was uh, brother McDonald was was killed in Chicago. So so we can't say the most violent, but why? Why was this one different? Because there was a captive audience. We were locked down. We couldn't go anywhere. And it was all over the news. And so that video over and over and over again permeated within our conscious and our subconscious. That's what it took. Will that happen again? Let me ask you that question. Will that happen Again, that's, that's that's the question we need to ask ourselves. I don't think it will. I think uh, that was a perfect storm that came together. So should we be celebrating? Should we be uh, thinking that, that that things have changed? when we understand what has coalesced around Brother George Floyd and, 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 and how impactful all of those additives, without the video, there is no conviction. Without that expert prosecuting team, there is no conviction. Without a diverse jury, all it took was one to say, I don't see it that way. You think they could have found one without the video? I think they could have. Without the eyewitness, without the, without the expert testimony? Yes, they could have. Minus a pandemic when they would have not been inundated with it? Yes. Since the shooting of George Floyd last year, 181 blacks have been killed by police officers, according to data from research group Mapping Police Violence. Okay, just since the verdict, three have been killed. Micaiah Bryant, Andrew Brown Jr., Dante Wright, that we know of. Okay, not that's not even excluding the, the brother that was in the service that was maced. So I'm trying to get you to understand that what have we achieved? This was just accountable. And keep in mind, um, of the 966 police killings reported since May 25th, 2020, the database shows that black people account for 18.7%, despite only being 13% of the U.S. population. That's according to the Census Bureau. What has changed? What has changed? What are we celebrating? I would say to you, the work hasn't even begun. This was a perfect storm that delivered a verdict which we all knew should come anyway. So I don't know why we are celebrating because there are still black and brown people dying. And I heard. Shannon Sharp talked this weekend. I don't like to take anyone's idea without attributing it to them, but it's a good analogy. He said it's like slavery. Some people made it to freedom, but slavery still exists. George Floyd got accountability, but others are still dying. Others are still still objects of their violence. So nothing has changed. Let me say that to you. Up until this point, nothing has changed. The outcome of that trial should have been what we received. Okay. Let me me point out some important key points to you. Number one, Chauvin was not on trial as a cop. It was not a police officer on trial. It was a former police officer. That's a huge difference. He, he, They turned their back on him. The system hasn't admitted it failed him. The system hasn't admitted that their training, their uh, uh, conduct, their oversight, they haven't mentioned any of that. That that failed. What they did was made him the sacrificial lamb. The system is still intact. It's protected. So there was not a police officer on the stand. Difference if there had been police officer on the stand and other police officers were were uh, testifying against him. If he was on the stand and the chief was testifying against him, he's a former police officer. The system, the police department, didn't take any responsibility. Right now, they're not taking. Are, are you? Are we? Should, should we believe that Derek Chauvin it was the only corrupt cop? Do 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 we see police departments outing cops that have had? consistent um, disciplinary acts against them or, or, or violent acts have been written up. No, we don't hear anything. It's like this is the only guy. And then when there's another, that's the only one. And then when there's another, that's the only one. These bad apples, folks, come on. Are we supposed to believe that? 181 people of color killed since George Floyd and a few bad apples? Come on. Come on. We should know better than that. I believe most police officers didn't even follow the trial. They didn't. I don't believe they they, they showed much interest. I don't think it's going to change their behavior at all. I think probably the idea is that, yeah, he got caught. Video caught him. I need to be more careful. I bet most of the police officers didn't see this as a victory. Hmm. Where has the system changed? police officers have a license to kill to kill and some of them do it um, they do it with such ease I mean think about life the, the power to take life who wants the power to take life But yet we see it done so frequently and so easily. And then we demonize the dead person. Yeah, they did that to George. Brought up his criminal record and and talked about his drug use. They tried to demonize him and, and make him unworthy of life. How sad is that? You get assassinated, tortured. And then the narrative surrounding you is, you know what? He wasn't really worthy of life anyway. What has changed? What has changed? Absolutely nothing has changed. But there's something interesting on the horizon. We're not safer because of the verdict you're not safer because of the verdict there is no trust between the community and the police that hasn't that hasn't been rebuilt or probably it never existed to be honest with you so what 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 has changed do you think the next time a a police officer pulls you over it's going to be a different encounter See, this is what we need to understand as people of color. You must do everything in your power. Everything in your power to reduce your encounters with police. Because the more you encounter them, the higher percentage of something going wrong. It's not a good outcome. So let's talk about this 16- year-old girl. Well let me let me let me put two things together. the 16- year-old girl who was shot by the cop, uh, the police officer. I say cop with no disrespect, the police officer, and the young Latino brother in Chicago, 13 year-old that was shot and killed. Now, I'm going to say this. And by no means am I justifying the death of these two young people. One was 16, one was 13. But as a community, there are things we need to do. And there is a problem when a 13-year-old boy is running around with a gat, with a gun in his hand, running from the police officer. Something has not worked. In the home, in the socialization, with the education, something has not worked. It's not normal. This other one, this violent situation, fighting uh, and about to stab a person and get shot. What did I say just a minute ago? When we have encounters with the police department, it's not going to go well. That's what you need to understand. you in a situation where you call the police. You call 911. It better be serious because it's not going to go well. You say, well, hold on, hold on, Michael. You're discouraging. No, no, no. What I'm saying to you is what is, is, is within reality of our existence. Dr. Gates. Okay. Henry Louis Gates Jr. returns home um, going into his house when he was at Harvard. Okay, Neighbor called the cops. What happened? To one of our icons, he get into this disagreement with the police officer. Police officer takes him to jail. Whenever we have an encounter with law enforcement, it's not going to go well. Am I saying 100% of the time? Of course not. 98% of the time. It's not going to go right. So we have, to, we, we have to try as best as we can. It's not always possible, but as best as we can to reduce our encounters with police officers if we want to live Okay. Now, I said there's some good news Because actually um, We have the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act And you probably heard about this in; it has been passed by the House And um, waiting on the Senate to do something with it But I'm going to just walk through some of the highlights When you talk about systemic change, this is is where the rubber meets the road. You see, you can't enforce anything that's not codified. That's, That's what really got Chauvin because what he did didn't line up with what they said his training and everything else was all about. So you can't enforce anything unless it's codified. That's why this is so important. This is a monumental bill that if it passes, it has the potential to shake things up. It's not going to change hearts and minds, but you don't put on a seatbelt because you're happy about seatbelts. You put it on because you don't want to die and you don't want to take it. So it it really don't matter. I'm not trying to get people to like me or, and get people to feel good about giving me equality. All I want is equality. I don't care how you feel about me. I just want equal opportunity. I don't care if you like me or not. And that's, it doesn't say a citizen has to be liked. So hearts and minds, that's, that's, that's in a whole nother department. I'm talking about policies, procedures, laws that can be enforced. Okay, George Floyd Justice and Policing Act is the first ever bold, comprehensive approach to hold police accountable in, racial, pro- in racial, racial profiling, change the culture of law enforcement, empower our communities, and build trust between law enforcement and our community by addressing systemic racism and biases to help save lives. That is the opening statement. That's pretty bold. That's very bold. Because in this country, we have people that still say the Laura Ingrams of the world, the uh, uh, Sean, uh, um, whatever his name, Hannity of the world, the Tucker Carson of the Fox group, the Newsmax group. These are the folks that say we don't live in a systemically racist country. There's a majority of people that don't believe that. But this bill comes out and says it, addressing systemic racism and biases to help save lives. The Justice and Policing Act will, number one, establish a national standard for the operation of police department. Two, mandate data collection and police encounters. Three, reprogram existing funds. This is where the defund the police come in, right? That's use any Terminology to come against something without even understanding it. Reprogram existing funds to invest in transformative community based uh, policing programs. Number four, streamline federal law to prosecute excessive force and establish independent prosecutors for police investigations. Serious independent not the police investigating the police not just normal prosecutors because if you if you ever worked in law enforcement you know there is a close relationship between the police and the DA's office the prosecutors and the police are close I'm not saying that they're bad actors but I'm saying if you know that they're close so This independent, yes, prosecutors for police investigation. The language of the bill is identical to the version passed in the 116th Congress with the support of the entire Democratic caucus and three Republicans. So this is what we're talking about. See, last week we talked about being woke, right, recognizing something. This is action. This is operation. This is getting something done. This is meaningful. I'm not against holding up signs. I'm not against marching. I'm not against any of that. I'm not against your social media posts. I'm not against that. But this is something that we all should be, be putting pressure on the Senate. Our U.S. senators, we should be pressuring them to bring this bill forth and to pass this bill. That's where our efforts should be right now. Let's break this thing down. So the bill will do this. It works to end racial and religious profiling, prohibits federal, state, and local law enforcement from racially, religiously, and discriminatorily profiling. Mandates training on racial, religious, discriminatory profiling for all law enforcement. Requires law enforcement to collect data on all investigatory activities. It saves lives by banning chokeholds. And the no not warrants limits military equipment on American streets and requires body cameras. Now we were so excited about body cameras, but we learned from this case is that body cameras alone does not capture the whole scenario. If we had just had body cameras for George, we would have been in trouble. So what does it say to us as the woke folks? Oh, we need to be filming. When we see black and brown people being pulled over, all of that needs to be captured because body cameras alone won't do it. Won't do it. In in in, in the brothers' case, um, Andrew Brown Jr., the one that was shot um, just since the verdict, they won't release the body cam. So what is that telling you? We've known, we've seen scenarios where they, if, if, if it's something favorable for the police, they will release it right away. But if it's something damaging, the same thing with Brother McDonald in, in, in uh, Chicago. It took them a year, over a year, to release their body cam. Why? Because it showed him being shot 16 times. Hold police accountable in court. Makes it easier to prosecute officers by amending the federal criminal statute to prosecute police misconduct. Enables individuals to recover damages in civil court when law enforcement officers violate their constitutional rights. Meaning that even when you pull it over, if you are mistreated, you can sue. If your constitutional rights have been violated My constitutional rights have been violated several times But today you can't There's no recourse There's nothing you can do Police officers are are, They have immunity They are protected You say well well, what happened to uh, Chauvin Chauvin was an ex-police officer They fired him when have we seen a um, police officer that's still on the force get convicted? Okay. Investigate police misconduct is what this also does. Improves the use of. A pattern and practice investigation at the federal level by granting the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division subpoena power and creates a grant program for state attorney generals to develop authorities to conduct independent investigations into problematic police departments empowers our community to reimagine public safety. This is where the defund me police comes in at. Okay, Um, I know the term sounds. Robust. It sounds like in your face, bam, defund you. But it doesn't really explain why. The redistribution of monies that police officers, roles that police officers should not be doing, they should not be on social calls, on mental health calls. They should, they're, they're, they, they are not counselors. In many of these instances, police officers end up hurting someone or taking them to jail. We need to get the community back into um, providing these services that police officers are doing. Police officers are not mentors. Why, they have mentoring programs. They're working with youth. Why are they working with youth? We have organizations that are mission that are dedicated to mentoring, dedicated to empowering youth, dedicated to doing these things effectively. The police department does not need that. And so this bill would allow for those conversations to take place and not just take place, but also implement this is what we should be focusing on change the culture of law enforcement with training to build integrity and trust now some of these words right okay the the police culture needs to be um it needs to be dismantled and rebuilt because the culture is corrupt the culture is anti anti black and brown it has a history of feeding off of black and brown people the whole culture along with its private prisons where you 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 register your your, your revenue by black bodies the whole culture of policing, the blue wall of silence, the FOP and their strength as a union. That needs to be broken. Indeed, it does. Because you, your organization is only good as your culture. You you cannot thrive. You cannot reach your goals. You 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 cannot reach your mission if your culture is corrupt. It's not just about the police department. It could be in, in in corporate America. Your culture is critical. We said heart and mind. Well, this is where this comes in. When you begin to deal with people on a very, I think, cerebral level, in the sense that it's not just your mind, but it's your heart, it's, it's rethinking why you are doing what you are doing and building a culture that is not only exclusive of police officers, because I know there's police officers in there that that will not speak up out of fear because of the culture. But also understanding that your role is not to kill, protect and serve. That's what they say. It's not what I say. It's that what they say. They protect and serve. So the culture, this bill will address that cultural shift that is needed. And true, and this is one of the most important things, improve transparency by collecting data on police misconduct and use of force. We don't know who, did, I guess they Chauvin had like 15, 16 violations. Nobody knows that. People say, "Well, it's 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 private. It's it's a personal. Well, the money he get ain't private. It comes from the people, taxpayers. So why is it? I, again, I I cannot be a police officer. I don't have it in me. I'm not capable. I will admit that right away. I can't make those split second decisions. I, I can't do it." So I wouldn't be a police officer. But if you choose to be a police officer, then there should be a higher level of accountability. Why? Because you have the power of life and death. That's why. I think you should have greater accountability. Any day, any moment, You could be called on to take a life. It takes a special person to do that job. That's why we have so many bad apples. That's why we have a a, a completely corrupt police departments, because it takes a unique individual to do that. And they're not in the police department. So the George Floyd, Justice and policing act. this is where our focus should be at but see this is this is the the non-sexy thing you know posting and putting up memes and and uh, you know, calling yourself an activist saying you're woke and marching out those are the sexy things those are the things that get you attention. Those are the things that you know put the spotlight on you. Look what you're doing. But that doesn't really change much. And one thing I forgot to mention too that's that's part of that um, and I sort of mentioned it the world outcry, but the summer protests had an impact too on um, on the on the accountability verdict. So what do we do? With all of this, well, we first of all we realize that this is no time for celebration. There is no victory for what we know should already be done. He should be held accountable. There is no question. Okay. Secondly, we need to understand is that um, unless we change the policies, the laws of our country, the system will not change. You can go into any police department and do all the training in the world. If you don't change the system, nothing will change. The hardest thing to do is to get people to change. It's the most difficult thing. But the way you get people to change is to make them feel uncomfortable where they are at. That's how we change. When they are being held accountable, when they are being forced to change, they will change. They will accept it. Why? Because we're always trying to get back to easy street. We're always trying to get back to our comfort zone. So woke folks, what I need for you to do is to pressure your senator to call to write this bill needs to pass, and they're fighting like hell to prevent it. See, anytime there's progress, there's always pushback, that's part of the American DNA. And so while you may be celebrating this, people are scripting your demise. As a matter of fact, a lot of times, they're two and three steps ahead. Whenever the system takes a blow, it readjusts itself. It's like a boxer, right? Boxers in the ring, they get hit to the, on the ribs. They move that arm a little bit down protected while still looking for that opening knock you out you need to understand that this is not going to be easy nothing changing a system that has been in place since the origin of this country you think that's easy you think some marches are going to do that even with this policing bill then you have the enforcement of it. We are in this for the long haul. And I know for some it's too difficult. It's it's the mountains too high to climb, the, the oceans too deep to swim. I understand that. But you need to get out the way. If you're not in it for the long haul, you say, what can I do? This is what you can do. You can call your senator. You can call your um, your local representative. Whoever you whoever you think can have some influence by moving this bill ahead. That's what needs to happen. This is the first step. It's important. I don't want you. You know, we the media hasn't given this it's due it it, it 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 needs to be talked about because this is critical if we truly want to change law enforcement it's not about you locally working with your de- police police department it's not about that we have so many different procedures and 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 processes from it's from county to county let alone state to state, city to city. There is no way to hold police accountable or to ultimately have justice unless we have a bitch mark standard that whether I am in Oklahoma, I'm in California, whether I'm in Wisconsin, I know how police officers are, should be able to treat me and interact with me. Right now you can't say that. Some 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 places allow choke holes, some places don't. It's 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 not uniform. And so it's critical for us to get engaged here. What did it take? It took multiple cell phone video. Multiple eyewitnesses, seasoned and expert prosecutors, 38 witnesses and a world-renowned pulmonologist, police testifying against a former officer, a prosecution that completely outgunned the defense, a diverse jury pool, a world outcry and marching all across the world in a pandemic to get one, one person accountable. Mm. That's how difficult it is for black and brown people to get justice. If we want to change that, folks, we will get behind this George Floyd justice And policing act. Do your part. Don't just say you woke, be woke. And we can begin to address policing in America. Because history will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time and what will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many? we became one or oh, find that we saw nothing and remain a divided peoples yes history will speak of us you can change the world choice, we can make a difference if we try we can be the change that's in our life All we gotta do is work together We gotta raise our children better We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate And spread the love One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice Thank you for downloading the one mic one voice show take a moment and subscribe and share you can find us on spotify itunes podbean stitcher or any other podcasting platform thank you for your continued support and for your voice You can change the world. It's your choice. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the One Mic, One Voice show are not the views, thoughts, and opinions of our sponsors.